What's up, folks? It's another edition. It's the the alternate governor version of Hitting the High Notes Jazz Talk. I am here. Um, it is I. I am here. Uh, you can follow me on the Twitterverse at Jazz High Notes. And uh, I guess something happened today. I was asleep for most of the day before I had to go to work, and then things happened while I was asleep. So uh, let's get to him. He's the CEO of Podcast Operations, um, uh, Mr. Go the Distance 49. What's up, Jared Barker? Oh, not much. Shout out to Hassan Whiteside. He he said he tried to foul at the end to get the Vans Chick Fil A. I know, man if, of the people. If the Jazz ever get rid of like the Jazz can get rid of Rudy Gobert, that's fine. Um, Hassan Whiteside, um, uh, Hassan Whiteside knows what's up. So, um, yep. speaking of alternate governors, um, uh, this is the alternate podcast uh, host here, Dragon Squatch. Um, uh, what's up, uh, Logan? Yeah, I can't. I don't. I didn't hear anything you guys said. I don't know if you can hear me or not. No, oh, I I can hear you. Uh, you there? I can hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just going to assume that Jared said he loves Danny Ainge and I can't wait for all the great things he's going to bring to our team. <laughs> um, I, all I'm going to say is just uh, I, I was first on the anti Ryan Smith bandwagon. I want that to be known. Yeah, you, you, you were. You can attest. We got the tapes. I, I was here when it wasn't cool. <laughs> Ryan Smith, um, uh, his reputation has uh, has taken this hit as fast as Urban Myers. So. Um, uh, Urban Meyer, the next Utah Utes head coach, I think. So, um, I believe he's going to be the assistant to the CEO of the Utah Jazz. Yes, that is true. There's, there's, another, I mean, there's so many positions here. Um, so let's let's first get over. The Jazz are now winners of eight straight. Um, and the most satisfying, the, the best win of the century for the Jazz, um, uh, beating the Clippers, um, getting that monkey off their back. That four uh, two, um, uh, that four two playoff series, um, uh, now no longer happened. Um, do you guys feel satisfied with the win? I, was, I mean, uh, it's a regular season win, you know. Yeah, it is Sorry, <laughs> no, no, I, I certainly do. I was surprised at how, when I finally looked at the schedule and saw they're playing them tonight, how incredibly uncomfortable it made me all day long, which is a stronger emotion than I felt. All season long, it's strange because I was like, I was, I was hoping. This is very similar to what Mark said on his, listen, his podcast. That he summed up my my feelings perfectly because we're pretty much the same person. But I'm also learning Mark's the same person as a lot of people on Twitter, so it doesn't feel as special <laughs> as it once used to. But it was like, you know, the Jazz are playing good. I'm like, I can't wait to. I just, I want to play. I want to play Golden State. I want to play Phoenix. You know, just to, to see how we all measure up with each other. Like you're antsy and excited to see it, and then you see the Clippers and you just want to barf and you don't know why. I mean, we knew they were going to have Paul George. We knew they didn't have any of their guys. But they still, I mean, it turned into a 21-point victory, but they still hung around far longer than we wanted them to. Right, so. the Clipper, and the Clippers did beat the Suns with the same with the same group, you know, no Paul George. So, yeah, But I think it's kind of the ultimate, like we've, we've compared it to the ultimate drug addiction. It's like it, it doesn't feel as good as it felt like gross all day and scary all day. Like losing would have been just, just terrible. Like, and, yeah. yeah, and winning was nice. It was, it was nice to beat them. It was good to beat them. I mean, you can't take a ton from it because they're not. I mean, they're beyond depleted. But this is this this doesn't count as a good win then. Um, they're all they're all good wins. All of them are. They're all good wins. Did, um, did Mike did, did Mike Connolly play tonight? I thought, I don't yeah. remember seeing. I, I, I like blacked out. I was so so gassy and vomited <laughs> the whole game. But I was gonna make a joke about Mike Connolly not not noticing Mike Connolly playing feeling like it was the playoffs again, but for fear I would get attacked by all of Twitter giving me his plus minus and his domination without scoring and. <laughs> the most the most consistent player since uh um I don't know. I God think, perhaps. 
God. I think I think Mike Conley Je- um, uh, Je- Jesus and that Jesus and that one special gift. The the Mike Conley stat this year is no longer uh, plus minus. It's a uh, it's now true shooting percentage or something like he has like the best true shooting percentage for somebody under you know seven foot or something like that. So yeah, um, seven foot and takes less than four shots per game yeah. or something. You know, so. whatever it is. Um, no, Mike. No, Mike. Mike Conley's great. I love having Mike Conley. It's just I can't help but take a couple little, couple little cheap shots, you know, because I'm a little fucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, the Jazz beat the Clippers. That's eight in a row. I mean, here, and here's the thing: like, um, uh, um, does it feel like the Jazz are, you know, have have rounded into that? that you know, the, that first month is pretty rough, but man, these late last, uh, you know, the the, the four game road trip, you know, the game. I know some of these games have been spread out a little bit, but. Feels like the Jazz have really come to play the last um, uh, few games. Um, you know, the the Avalanches are, are coming back again. Uh, they're scoring at a high pace. Um, I don't know. Defense does sometimes feel like a problem still, but um, uh, I mean, they're winning games by twenty plus points most most of these games again. Um, and they're, they're not. You know, the, like the Wizards aren't a awful team. Um, I don't know. Uh, um, are they back, Logan? The Wizards, yeah, the Wizards are definitely back. Um, they're back to the uh, the Gilbert Arenas Wizards. They're, they're in that ter- territory. Uh, no, I mean, I, I, you can't dismiss that road trip. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't like the most ridiculously terribly tough road trip, but it was a, it was a, it was a pretty. They beat four. I think was it four good teams? Were they all? They, it was Cleveland, Minnesota. You guys love Minnesota, so that should be the one of the year for you two. Uh, <laughs> I think it was. Um, I think it was the one of the century. Yeah, probably. And then because we we exercise all our demons, right? The yeah. Wizards, the and Phil- there was another yeah, the, the, the Philadelphia. Oh yeah, Philadelphia, the Jazz's greatest rival. Yeah. So no, that that was a, that was a good <laughs> four game road trip. I mean, that was one that really made me feel good about things. And they're, they, I, I'm not gonna say the offense looks the same as it does last year, but it does look it does look to have more flow to it. Whereas I think a couple weeks ago we talked about that it feels like we know the numbers say they're great, but it still felt clunky at times. Right. But. They seem to be rounding into form. Yeah, I mean, same old Jazz would have lost them, uh, like, one of those games or two of those games, and we yeah. all would have been like, oh, it's fine. You know, like, hey, we want same three old, out of four, right? Same old Jazz is just the make or miss league comment. You can just say it and put it in wherever <laughs> and let it mean. I'm, 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 just, I'm, so, I'm so bummed that you, I missed the hate podcast last week. Like, I'm really bummed that that was what it was, and I didn't get a chance to I'm sorry. I mean, I told you to keep, to get, come in, but you were like, I have diarrhea. I can't get on. So I'm like, all right, whatever, man. Like, you, I mean, I usually, I usually fire through the diarrhea. Like, I don't. Yeah. Like, if people go back and listen, they'll hear it dropping, literally. Like, they won't. They'll know that it's in there. It's, it's not. It's not. Every time I yell at Jared for making noise in the background, it's me just trying to cover my poopy. <laughs> Uh, J Rod, are they? Are, are you know this Jazz team back? Like, I mean, you feel like you don't want to buy in ever. So. Um, uh, are you buying into this Jazz teammate or what? Honestly, they're looking pretty good. I mean, uh, it's it's interesting that the that Marcus Morris Senior of all people was just saying, you know, basically testament to Rudy Gobert and the rest of the Jazz can't still can't defend. Blah blah blah. Um, and, you know, chalk it up to it's, he's another one of the Jazz rivals. You know, Marcus yeah, Morris. Well, he- the, 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 the turn that one took, right? Because the initial tweet was it was, it was the guy misquoted him as saying that Rudy Gobert su- <laughs> yeah, sucks, Rudy sucks, sucks again. I can't think of a more uh, like the whole the whole premise of his first tweet was talking about how shitty Gobert is, and then it come to find out he was actually saying the opposite. Yeah, that Rudy that Rudy is Rudy is great, and the rest of them the rest of them suck. And I, and I certainly feel like an asshat for like flying the the, the banner of. <laughs> 
Rudy's not that disrespected by the NBA anymore. Little do I know the Timberwolves are going to go turn the world <laughs> on their head. So oh, I, I, I do, I do rest my case that he is still hated unnaturally and uncomfortable. I guess my other point still stands. You're not accomplishing anything by going out and fighting for it every day. Like just let it be, just, just let those idiots be and don't worry about it. Like it's not going to change. So. Okay, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. Um, <laughs> Future God, God, goddamn songbird of our generation. <laughs> so um, uh, the Jazz um, look like they're doing really well. Um, uh, you know that they're they're on the roll. They seem to feel like they learned a lot from last year. Like it feels like they're not like exerting themselves a lot during the regular season, but still, just like you know, fourth quarter hits and all of a sudden they just put on the, like beat the brakes on these teams that they let hang around for a couple quarters. Um, and, um, uh, you know, there's really nothing the Jazz could do to mess this up, I think. Um, speaking of which, uh, the Jazz hired a new CEO, new GM, new whatever they want to call him, uh, Dan- Daniel Ainge, um, a former GM of the Boston Celtics, a former BYU uh, Cougar player. Um, that was pretty big news. What was that? What's he famous for? I've never heard of this guy. Yeah, um, uh, he um, uh, uh, he also said racism wasn't real. So, um, Danny Ainge, I'm uh, coming to Utah, and it sounds like he's going to. I know in the press conference he said he wasn't, but everybody else is kind of like, well, he's going to usurp J- uh, Justin Zanuck as like the final decision maker here. So, I mean, big news, big news. Um, uh, so, um, uh, Danny Ainge kind of takes over what the Dennis Lindsay role was, plus more. Um, as an alternate governor, uh, which I, I forgot what governors were in the NBA, and I was like, oh, yeah, they, they wanted to get away from the, the term owner in, a, in the league. Um, so you guys, I think, have thoughts, Jared. I mean, uh, everybody everybody was saying we're not going to trade. Now, now all the trades, Jazz are linked to every player in the league. Jazz, jazz are going to trade for everyone, man. Jazz are going to land them all. Oh, yeah. It's trade season, baby. Woo! Which is ironic because I'm um, uh, Logan. Um, uh, I think you think I'm um, a uh, dragon swatcher sort of thinks the opposite um, uh, of the trades are, that are going to happen for the jazz. Yeah. I don't, I don't think anything's going to happen. I just, I really, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I guess the one piece that couldn't move it is if they have another flame out and a, a disappointing playoff uh, ending, perhaps, you know, Danny Ainge is the guy who's not afraid to blow it up. I don't know. I mean, there's there's a million reasons not to like Danny Ainge hire. It, it, it's kind of just really interesting as you think through all the reasons why it seems terrible. And, like, honestly, the fact that he went to BYU is an interesting one that seemed to gain some legs on Twitter, I guess, which is not any of the reasons why it seems like a terrible hire. I mean, you can talk about um, – I mean, yeah, the, 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 the racism stuff is not good. Boston's historically one of the most famous racist cities in the entire country. Um, just do a little research and you'll find that out rather quickly. Um, and he claims it doesn't exist there, which there's been account upon account of people who've had yeah. terrible interactions. Yeah, there. There's multiple play- there, there was even, there was even some rumblings back to the Anthony Davis days. That's why he didn't want to be traded to Boston. So, I mean, it, it definitely exists. It's not, and he's not alone in that. There's a lot of that. And he's, he's definitely a shut up and dribble kind of guy. Um, I, he, I, to say he didn't have success in Boston, it would be false. He did have, he did have a solid run, a decent run, but he also squandered. I mean, all we heard for the last, what, seven years was all the assets they had, right? And all the pieces they have. And frankly, I would think with all everything they had in their favor, the Celtics underachieved dramatically for the last few years. And it seemed like a guy who was just finally done. 
And so to kind of reward him with that kind of power is interesting. And there's the, obviously there's a Gordon Hayward angle, which can make people not like it, but I mean, take your pick as to why I don't like it. It seems weird. It seems bizarre. Um, it seems like uh, it was something that people were hinting at all the way back in the off season. And, uh, you know, according to Danny Ainge, who I'm sure has never told a lie in his life, said this just barely came together. Oh, guess where it took place guys at that stupid fucking golf tournament. So again, <laughs> I was there first as well. Uh, talking about how terrible it was to go to that golf tournament. So yeah, it just uh, is, it, it, it is what it is. I don't, I mean, I, I hope that it doesn't strip Zanuck of his power and what he's been able to do. I don't really, I still don't understand how the hierarchy works. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand. I, think I don't understand uh, what it is. Gets it on Twitter was saying he thinks this is a hierarchical demotion for Justice Zanuck. Like he's still, you know, got the title and the money of GM, but now, you know, the last say still goes to Danny Ainge is what, we're all kind of um, uh, not all of us. Yeah, I guess I guess normally when you hear the word CEO, that's the top of the mountain in, in any other business, right? So Man, um, it's just it's a it's a confusing title. Just coming up with new titles um, uh, for people here. Yeah, uh, just the, the weird thing is, like, it sounded like he was really sick of the grind, right? And then all of a sudden, six months later, nah, I'm good, good to go. I just wanted to move closer to my family, right? You know, yeah, well, after, that, after, Ryan, that, uh... after Ryan Smith was rubbing the essential oils all over Tony Finau's calves, he, <laughs> he, he rubbed all over the arms and legs of and chest of Danny spirits. Were you talking about Urban Meyer or Danny Ainge? Both. Okay. Urban Meyer was there too. He was a he, he Urban was a, Meyer. Was, you know, just just wanted to get closer to his family and um, and the co-eds. Um, the best part is Urban didn't have to fake a health health problem this time they just did it for him <laughs> yeah. did you guys read that thing today the report that kind of kicked, kicked josh lambo yeah kicker i mean he's he's the motherfucking head coach all right you want to get fired kick the kicker yeah um punt the punter well uh, for what it's worth uh, my understanding is on the radio interview they were very careful to say justin zanuck's role is not going to change or whatever and so basically his power has not been usurped but you know the difference between what they say and what they do. I mean, no, nobody really knows, and what we probably will never know. But and like the, yeah. the the initial reports from like Eddie Larson and Tony Jones were like they came out like the, those guys were like, oh, it sounds like Danny Age is going to have. Um, it, I mean, it sounds like he's taking over Dennis Lizzie's role, which was you know, even though Justin yeah. was GM. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, if, that, if that's the case, then are they saying that like Danny Age is then like in charge of popcorn sales and like the halftime shows or what? I mean, I what think the, that's day to day. Somebody else. That's somebody else too, right? So uh, what the hell is he in there for? Then as a day to day operations, right? So um, <laughs> Justin Zanuck, like in the in the presser today, he was like, he's like, oh, you know, I'm just I'm going to be here to do this, this, and this, and Justin Zanuck's still going to be in charge of day to day operations. And um, I don't know if you guys watch The Office or not. There's a there's a part of the season where they make uh, Jim Halpert in charge of day-to-day stuff and Michael Scott is in charge of like the overall stuff and it got confusing because like, like what's day-to-day and what's overall and that's a sort of sort of a similar situation like just as I was in charge of day-to-day stuff but um, if you're Zadik I mean day-to-day creates the overall so yeah if, um, if, if you're just if you're Jay-Z if you're Justin Zadik um, this cannot be great like you know sure you, you got the title you got the money but even if um, his role is Sort of the same. I mean, they don't. They didn't bring Danny Ainge in there to do nothing, right? So something's right, going to change yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Some of the dynamics going to change. Somebody made an interesting comment, which I was, uh, I was saddened as soon as I heard it. Somebody's like, "Oh yeah, they should just, uh, you know, Portland should just call Justin Zanuck." And I'm like, "Oh no, please no." It's just another long line of them trying to steal our shit. 
<laughs> yeah, fuck those guys. Fuck I mean, I, I guess if Danny Ainge goes out and gets us uh, Red Jelly Panda, Brown. Red Red Panda for the halftime shows and, and gets and fires both both there's like multiple generations of those little dunking trampoline goons now, right? So, um, I would be happy with that. I'm, I'm just I'm I'm just telling myself that he's running the other stuff, even though I know he's not. Yeah, he's he's in charge of the Papa John's huts and all that jazz. So no more no no more beer jazz fans no more beer Danny Ainge is in, he's sheriff in town. <laughs> I mean De- Danny Ainge uh, you know he he did win a championship he was able to flip Jeff Green for uh, Ray Allen and and uh, switch uh, switch all references for Kevin Garnett and they won you know they, they had a really good run there. Um, I mean he, like even the way that like they got Gordon Hayward um, uh, and that that didn't really span over but you still got a pretty good free agent to come to Boston. Um, not necessarily known as a huge free agent destination. Um, no, not like L.A. or like New York or whatever. Um, it is. A, it is in other sports, but yeah, yeah. not in basketball, evidently. Right, and then uh, um, and he also made the Kyrie trade, which I, I guess you can call that a win, right? Like, hey, I'm a, like it's not. It's not like I'm a keeping it would have helped that. I mean, it fell off, fell off very quickly after that, so. Um. Yeah, he, uh, th- th- that's the thing is that like you know a lot of fans are mad because, um, Danny Ainge um, has number one has shown that um uh, loyalty is very low on his on, on his radar, and number two he's coming into a team that he has no loyalty to. He he has no loyalty to any, any of these players from you know Don Rudy, uh, Clarkson, Boyan, whatever. He has no um uh. uh Loyalty to any of them, so that, that's where I think that's where the fear comes from. Is that like this guy's coming in here to break up um, uh, a team that's seemingly coming together? But you know, we talked about it before. Like, um, uh, you know, we we had pods last year talking about you know trading some of these guys, um, and there, there's a huge contingent of fans that want to keep the team together. Um, but you know, let's go back to that Marcus Morris some um, uh, quote where. I don't know. Is, I mean, when Mark Moore saying that everybody else can't defend, that was a problem last year for the Jazz, right? The Jazz put out, you know, three and a half uh, non-defenders out there. Then that's why Terrence Mann tore them up for 40-ish points or whatever it was. Um, but um, uh, Lo- Lo- Logan, I mean, uh, with Danny Ainge, I mean, I think you said something like he's he's made a lot of um, uh, almost trades in, in his career too. He's a famous, he's a famous almost trader. So um, I, I like like I love with Danny Ainge. I, can't, I, I didn't say you can't. He has. You can't. No one can claim he hasn't been successful. He's been successful. It just seemed like the the trajectory of him was a guy who squandered a lot of opportunities of late and and was out in Boston because he was just starting to like, you know, he was it was just, it was he was just kind of done with the whole thing, right? He seemed to be slipping and it wasn't really his thing anymore. Right. He like, said as much. So it just seems it just seems peculiar to me. Like he, again, and I, he, there's no way he's going to come in now and and blow things up. I, I mean, that would be foolish and it wouldn't make any sense. I just think that. You know, if there's a, another dis- disappointing uh, exit from the playoffs or finish to the season, then I think he he might be a, a, a you know uh, an advocate for change. But well, I, I will go back. I will go back and say too. But like, what important players did he ever actually trade? I mean, I I, I don't count the Kevin Garnett washed up Paul Pierce guys to Boston. But I mean, he tra- he trades a lot of guys, but he doesn't trade like his his dudes, right? So. I, I mean, mean the, the IT missing, trade was pretty something. huge, right? The IT trade was pretty huge, um, you know. Because oh, I mean, I guess, but I mean, it wasn't even a trade. He just didn't resign him, right? No, he he, he, tra- he traded for Kyrie. Trade him for Kyrie. 
Yep. That was that Cavs have a Kyrie. And it, obviously, they only got two years, but they still got two years of Kyrie. That's something. Um, Kyrie wants to have his number retired in the Raptors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, uh, Jared, I'm a, who are you most scared of that Danny Ainge is going to trade? Uh, or, or, or really horniedly excited for it. And not to be scared. It could be either <laughs> extreme feeling. Do both. Well, I'm, Do the, horny the, scared. The, the weird thing is, he's, he was always trying to win trades by like an insane margin. And I don't understand how he thinks he's going to be able to do that here. So I think we're just going to hear a lot of rumors and nothing's probably nothing's going to happen. But it's just, I think that there will be, it just seems like there's going to be more and more trade talk just because of virtue of the fact that we have Danny Ainge. You know, they called him Trader Danny for a reason. I do think it was, I was, um, I guess I shouldn't say I was surprised by the the melodramatic fashion that uh, lots of jazz fans responded to the fact that he might trade people. Like friend of the pod, Tiffany Dawn, said, I really don't think that this would happen. She was quote-tweeting Mark because he was uh, mad. He said, when Danny trades Rudy, I'll remember... Uh, but not bother to remind you of all your derogatory remarks about the run it back crew. And then uh, Tiffany said, I really don't think this would happen because Ainge can't be that dumb, but if it's by some measure it comes to pass, uh, I'll be in the bathtub with my blow dryer. And I was just like, wow. Okay. Um, the, the visceral I mean, reaction. There, there is some, there is some um, fear out there because um, uh, Danny Ainge is known for being a, a tough negotiator. And we talked about this already. Like, I mean, he just has no loyalty to anybody here. Like, Right. If he if he finds a guy that he likes and it costs, you know, like one that Mark threw out was Jordan Clarkson for Marcus Smart. Or I don't know if he Mark threw it out, but this was the one thing like, like, oh, you know, Marcus Smart coming. Like a lot of Jazz fans would, would hate that, even though on paper there's there is some um, uh, validity to it, uh, even though the chemistry um, issue would, uh, would would be huge. Um, yeah, so just uh, people are because I think Tim McMahon. Posted something, or somebody, uh, one of the national writers posted a, a like an interview with the the GMs, and maybe it was Andy Larson, um, which was like I'm an executive, like you know he's a hard negotiator, and sometimes it worked out, and sometimes I'm, uh, you know, if they got the phone with him and they, they felt that Danny Ainge, like, you know, it was like crap, I'm uh, got off that phone call with Danny Ainge, and it felt like he took real advantage of me, um, <laughs> you know, wow. so because uh, somebody said I'm, uh, they 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 hung up the phone in like frustration. And somebody asked him, like, what happened? He was like, oh, I think I just traded Danny Ainge um, uh, all these things, plus um, uh, he gets to choose our uh, uniforms for the next, um, uh, you know, three years or whatever. So um, so Danny Ainge um, uh, has a reputation of being a hard negotiator. And, you know, because last year they were trying to get Miles Turner, right, uh, to yeah. Boston because Boston needed, needed a big. Um, and they went down to the wire, and Danny just, you know, but another GM or executive was like saying, you know, they they had tried to talk about a trade for a month. They kept going back and forth, and they eventually each gave a little bit on each end, and then they made the trade happen. So, um, oh, I think I think I found the the quote that you were talking about from yeah Andy Larson. Andy Larson, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like I'm, uh, you know, there are stories of Danny Ainge doing, you know, like. You know, we, we joke about how he may not, but he might. Like, that's the thing is that it felt like the Jazz were going to get to a point where they might be stagnant, and now we add this wild card in that um, none of us really really know. We, we've heard stories about that age. We don't know what is, you know, we don't know what's going to happen, but it's added this um, uh, sense of, like, oh, boy, like, Danny Age is known for, uh, you know, trying to make trades. and, and But he, he, he's, he, he's, been a, he's been a real, like, asset-gathering guy, 
when he was in Boston. Like, you know, he, he to, to his credit, he hit on Jalen Brown. He hit on Jason Tatum, num, num, number you know, number one. Like, to hit yeah. on two draft picks like that is really hard. But then on the other hand, he also not only hit on those draft picks, but he was able to like get a lot um, out of those draft picks um, uh, and, and get more draft picks. So when he left Boston, like it wasn't uh, quite a, a bare cover like sort of like the Jazz have now. But Logan's right. Like, um, uh, what do those Tatum Brown teams have to show? Like Jalen Brown, it sounds like he, sounds like he's on, on on the trade block now. Um, and Boston, yeah, but, seems but, to but, be... but I guess we've heard for years they have all these assets and they're going to land every big. Every big, every big uh, star that was on the trade block, and they just never materialized, right? So, I think Kyrie Irving's a nice piece, but it's not like it's not what we heard forever. And I, but I guess my rebuttal to all of that will be: you just told me that that's not what he's there to do. So, oh, I, 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 I definitely he, he, he's just there to rub the feet of Justin Zanuck or something. I, I definitely think he's there. I mean, I know what they said, but I definitely think that he's usurped the the, the power of Justin Zanuck. Like, um, I feel bad for Jay Z, uh, you know who. Last offseason, obviously, when he got Rudy Gay, when he got Hassan Whiteside, uh, seems like he was, you know, he, uh, he was there for the Jared Butler draft. So um, felt like him, uh, Justin Zanuck was getting ready to show what he could do, and they would go the Jazz going higher uh, a guy, and you know they're all saying the right things that they're going to work together, they're going to have voices, do all the stuff, but you don't make Denny Ainge your CEO of basketball operations and uh, alternate governor. And tell him that yeah, you're just... right. Kind of, kind of makes kind of alternate governor. So, so they're essentially saying he's the alternate owner. Like, um, yeah. If they, if they have what a... does that mean? What does that well, mean? That just a... means he can go to meetings in in Ryan's place if Ryan doesn't want to go. Right. Oh, okay. I'm like, they actually like, okay. All yeah. right. So he's just the um, he's the people. I, 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 as we're thinking, as we're talking to this, I think this hates me. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I, as I as I think this, I think this is this is part of Ryan Smith's. Vision. I mean, he's gonna. He's gonna. The old day, the Jazz were historically tight-lipped and didn't let anything out, right? Like that was their thing. They would trade in the middle of the night, like in in talking November when no one else was doing it. But uh, I mean, Ryan Smith's been pretty open and vocal about wanting the the Jazz to be a a top tier, not just the Jazz, but Utah itself to be a you know a destination location. So it wouldn't surprise me that he would be interested in having the jazzes and the jazz players leaked in all the rumors and the conversations. Cause that stuff follows Danny Ainge. That's that part's indisputable, right? He's yeah. always, he's always in the mix on the, on the, on the trade talks and with the NBA talking heads. And that's, that's just, it's a, it's a, and they, he's been pretty upfront. Ryan's been pretty upfront about his wanting to rebrand. So, you know, that's, that's the opposite direction of what it used to be. So. Yeah, we uh, we there are new sheriffs in town. You know, this is the re the rebrand. The rebrand is is re- is rebranding. This is this is no this is no longer Greg Miller's team. So, um, yeah, thank God. Um, I Give mean, it time. <laughs> <laughs> so the billion the billion dollar princess here, or billion dollar prince, I guess. Um, uh, Ryan <laughs> Smith, um, you know, puts his guy in. I think I think they're signing Jimmer Fredette. And uh, Brandon Davies to the team, so I'll be yeah, big. Yeah, uh, Brandon, Brandon, Davies, Brandon Davies is a center, so that's not going to be allowed. <laughs> um, yeah, so well, speaking of centers, um, uh, I think something that's come up that people are starting to realize is that this is probably the only year the Jazz have us on white side on their roster. And, um, uh, yeah, I mean, that's going to be, uh, you know, like th- these are winning moves, right? Like these are the moves that you make. These are the Jeff Green moves that work out for you. Um, when you pay somebody a veteran's minimum and they 
they go out there and um, uh, you know play like they're making ten million dollars a year. Um, well, we gotta hope that he's gonna take take a. Oh shoot! Forgetting my archetype guy, a Bobby Portis type deal to come back. I almost said Otto Portis. Which isn't a person when you can't when you want when you want Otto Porter and uh, Bobby Portis, Portis you know, you get Bobby you get Otto Portis Bobby you, Portis you get you get uh, you get, get Bobby Portis NBA player from Joanna Man Bobby <laughs> Portis uh, yeah because I'm, uh, I'm a Logan we, 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 we talked about it a little bit on Twitter and Jared and I talked about it you know yeah. and you know because I think that uh, what's his, the guy's name Justin tweeted out that that, that it's gonna you know we're gonna lose White's so he's gonna get big money and. I don't necessarily believe that Whiteside's getting big money. I mean, I guess we'll see, but I'm saying I think he can, you know, maybe fetch something outside of the yeah. the two million the minimum. Are paying. Yeah, the, the the minimum, and that's you know that's you know I mean we, for for God's sake we gave Derek Favors nine million dollars a year ago. So <laughs> um, I mean I, I guess in theory though the Jazz even though over the cap would have the right to to re-sign him at a higher rate. So right? one of their guys, or how does that the, work? The problem is that he only signed for one year. Um, the way the bird's right works, and I, I'm not. Don't quote me on this, but they don't have his bird rights because he only signed for a year. So if the Jazz wanted to pay him more, they would have to dip into their own middle of exception, um, which they could. Um, but that also that's, means that's even that's even that's even more depressing. Because I thought, well, at least maybe they could pony up if they like him and pay him more money. But yeah, um, you know, and it, it's not. I mean, Whiteside's been fantastic. I mean, since he's he's the best backup they've had in the Rudy Gobert era, right? Like it's just it's pretty yeah indisputable was... indisputable to this point and. Um, that, that, that's more. That's more what it's about. I'm not trying. I'm not saying, saying Hassan's going to get 30 million a year from someone, or we need to sign no, him no, to a 10 no, year yeah. deal. But he's I, probably just, I get... don't know. I would, don't know why you wouldn't be a little nervous to see how well he's played and how well he's filled that role. And oh, my thought, sense. my thought is, what do, what do you do next year? Then do you just hope to go find another project and just hit on it two years in a row? Yeah, and that, that, that's what you like. Let's talk about it now. Let's say the season ended today. Whatever. Um, so, so the, the the hard part is that if you use the middle level exception on Hassan Whiteside, that's great because that, that's probably what he's, he's going to make. Somebody's going to pay him about nine million a year, uh, Derek Favors money, right? So you can you can resign with the Jazz if you use that, but it also means that you can't add any other pieces to the team, which um, uh, um you know it, it's we're so far away from the off season, but you know that does suck because like you know Joe Ingles might retire, um, you know you might lose a guy. You might just want to be, you know, there might be another free agent out there like, oh, man, you know, he's a free agent, man. He would also be really good for this, you know, another Rudy Gay type guy out there. But, you know, if you have to choose between Whiteside and that guy, you're not going to be able to get both. Um, right. That's, that's true because you don't get the early cap flies on the Joe Ingles money coming off because you're already over you're the cap, cap, right? So, right. So, you, like, you might so, have to fill so a really, position. So, really, it would really, be really smart to unload Joe and try to collect something now. You yeah, can't. and the, the problem oh, I mean, again, maybe Danny Age will do it, uh, but you know, out of like the three names that we keep hearing on the trade market, Joe Ingles probably has the lowest trade value. But you know, th- yeah. there are there are some um, uh, possibilities out there. Um, Marcus, yeah, Mar- Marcus the, having the, the, Marcus having aneurysm. I'm, listening to this part right now, he's like he's like I mean, throwing no, his I, phone. I, I, I definitely don't want to do it. But I guess what I'm seeing is just it makes it's just it's it's. Yeah. There's also re- there's also reality you're staring at, and yep. um, I, I mean I think we all kind of are in agreement that I I don't think that most people think Joe's going to play past this year, right? This feels like his swan song, his, yeah. his last ride, I suppose. Yep. Uh, and then, but that's always been assumed. That's always been assumed, I guess. But I guess he never said it. But yeah. Um, so c- can you guys can you make a case to me that Hassan Whiteside says, you know what, I like this team enough to take 
another minimum contract? Uh, I think we'd we'd have to we'd have to go make a deep playoff run for him to for him to consider that you know because that's the problem is like for, he's he's, he's going to be, be leaving team run it back. He's going to be leaving him uh, like somewhere upwards of seven million dollars on the table if uh, he came back for a minimum, right? Um, or maybe more. Maybe somebody offers him twelve million a year. Well, but knows? then again, it seems like Rudy's. I mean, I don't think Rudy has had a best friend on the team like this since like Ian. Clark, so, uh, <laughs> right? Dude, dude, so do you think Rudy's going to pay him? Like he's like, hey, here's a here's a here's a couple million. You can be my butler on the side. Yeah, I mean, look, I I already made the case that like you know it's going to be hard for him to say no to eight to ten million. But can you make a case for Hassan trying to come back on a cheap contract to help the Jazz out? No, I, I think I think Jared hits it right on the head. I think it's only going to be a situation there was a deep run where it felt like there was a heartbreaking loss of some kind. It felt like we could have. We were really close to getting like a finals run or a Western. I think it's even maybe have to be a finals run, to be honest. And because if you win a championship, I think he just bolts his guy his ring, and it doesn't matter anymore. It'll be yeah. paid. But if, if there was a deep run where the team felt like he was just maybe a, a bad break away or a, a Mike Connolly inevitable hamstring injury away, um, then they will. But maybe he considers it right because they're close. I mean, I think that's. I don't know. I don't. I don't think if. If there's some burnout in the a, a playoff burnout or just a normal traditional not way to go, I don't think he's going to pass up. Because we, we talked about this additional seven million. I guess I just don't know that that's what he demands either. Though I don't know. I mean, yeah. the, the Jazz clearly it seemed like that was a stupid call to pay Derek Favors that money. So I don't know that anyone else will do it. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what someone would pay him. I don't know. Well, I, mean, I, 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 I just assume mid level, just because like that's something that most teams have in their in their uh, disposal and. They can, you know, like I mean, Portland would love to get a, a big man, right? Like Portland would probably pay them, pay pay some white side back. Um, uh, he he had a good run there. Um, so you know, just it is one of the things that it, it is hard for me to see him leaving a lot of money on the table. But um, you know, I mean, he, number one, like him, yeah, like him and Gobert being like best friends is weird. Like Hassan going to Rudy's house afterwards because um, Rudy, as we talked about before, doesn't seem like he's like part of the clique. And the jazz, even though like you know he's a good coworker and everybody, um, but maybe he does like like the job enough. And um, I mean, I, I think it's unlikely. But Hassan Hassan has made a lot of money, so it's not as though he's chasing right. yeah, like big contracts. A, yeah. yeah, like I mean, he he was a max contract guy, so he has money in the bank at some point. But also at the age of thirty two, you know, if you have a chance to sign your last three year, you know, this is what Derek Favors did, right? Derek Favors wanted to get one last big contract, yeah. right? Sure. So. Um, yeah, I mean, Hassan probably can get some somewhere in in that in that range, but who knows? Maybe the Jazz bring back their favorites next year. Who knows? So, um, if that, if that yeah, well, what, what, what do we see? Jared McGee got like five million this year, so it wasn't a ton over the minimum. It was right. like a, it's right. like a. So I don't know. And, and then again, maybe the Jazz are the only stupid up to give aging old big men three year, <laughs> ten thirty million dollar contracts. So maybe there's hope. Hope for it yet? Yeah, um, uh, but no, he, seem, that, that... He, he, he seems to fit in really, really well. And so, I mean, we never thought that he would be on the Jazz, and we never thought he'd be best friends with Rudy Gobert. So, I guess never say never. I suppose. Yeah, that's um, that, that, that what the craziest development. It would be kind of incredible if he, you know, if he decided to stay. And yeah, I'm not, hey, this is in, in an episode where we got to talk about that that shithead Danny Ainge. I mean, 
This has become the <laughs> side pod, so this is awesome. Yeah, uh, I mean, white side gay, like the jazz, like this is something that has culminated, right? It started from yeah. training for Mike Conley, getting Boyan, and then like flaming out on Jeff Green, Emmanuel Mudiay, um, whoever, letting George Yang walk, and then going to get Rudy Gay, who's fit really well. You know, a guy that knew Mike Conley in in the Memphis days, going to get Hassan Whiteside on the cheap. When nobody thought he had anything left, um, you know he, he had an awful King stint, uh, but he played really well. Uh, you know, and importantly, and all those cutting remarks that that you know Rudy and Hassan had together is water under the bridge. Apparently, um, it does feel like the Jazz are a piece away, and I, I don't know if that's a rotation piece or if it's because last year, like when we had McCade and Brian on, they talked about um, uh, making that you know. That that ten through fifteen spot good for because that, that's what that's basically how the Clippers beat the Jazz last year, right? Is that they had a lot of guys they could throw in there, and the Jazz last year had a really good top eight, top nine. But then after that, it was you know Juwan Morgan and Joel Brantley, guys that we really wanted to hit, but were probably not in the same caliber as um, Rudy Gay. So you know, can the Jazz go get uh, again? We talk about the buyout market. Um, I don't know if it is. I mean, the Jazz don't do not send, do not fucking bring up the buy on market. The Jazz, the Jazz don't send you in position to get a buy, but I like don't have, I do not have the patience for that bullshit tonight. If I'm, uh, <laughs> if I'm, uh, the Jazz can get someone better than Nat Thomas, and I, I don't know what that would take. Oh, um, oh. But then, if, if the Jazz can get, you know, because Jared Butler, let's say Jared Butler's ten, Butler and Forrest what are ten. What a waste of a second round pick. What was that <laughs> the Matt Thomas trade? What a waste of a second round pick. I mean, that's a second round pick, so. Um, that second round pick could have been the next Paul Millsap. I mean, the the, the, sure. the yeah, it could be <laughs> or, or Carlos Boozer. Um, the uh, remember when the Jazz had like all second round picks, like the Boozer the Boozer Millsap days. There's like all a bunch of second rounders and like just Darren Williams. Yep. Uh, it was, it was, was it interesting. Memo? Memo was a second round pick too, I think. Yeah, probably. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, their, their team was then an undrafted free agent in in uh, in Wesley Matthews. Yeah. So so maybe the Jazz can um uh, you know try try to bolster that. Like that that roster spot after eleven because Mia Oni, I mean, I think he's still on the Jazz. Um, you know, try to clear some of these spots out, um, and and get you know it, it might it might not be, you know, a home run rotation player, but maybe having that extra, whoever that Toy Craig level player, Shaq Harrison level player at your twelfth, that, oh shit, you're 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 blowing a twenty five point lead, let's throw these guys in because. That was part of the problem with the, the Jazz Clippers last year is that they, you know, yeah, everybody on the perimeter was getting beat, but who else were they going to put in uh, at that point, you know? Like, you know, you can put, you know, trust Mia Oni in, a, in one of the biggest games of the year to try to, you know, stop it. And maybe they could have, maybe they should have, but uh, would you feel better about having, you know, a veteran piece back there uh, in your 10 to 15 spot? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't care about that part. And maybe it's mostly because I want McCade and Brian to be wrong because I fucking hate them. Um, but I don't, I like, I understand that the Clippers beat us with 10 through 15, but like, and again, I'm sure that there's examples to show me, but I don't recall a whole, a whole bunch of situations where your championship run was built on 10 through 15. I mean, I, I, I there, there's, there's exceptions every once in a while pieces that make it. I'm sure there's some contradiction somewhere that I've made with that. But the the thing about the, the thing about the trade part, the only thing that gets my attention, and I don't think it's possible because at the end of the day, like, I, I don't care what anyone says. Bo- Bogey's the best player, right? Like, Bo- of all the people here, Bogey, Joe, and jo- Jordan, 
Bogey's the best player of those three, right? I think I think um, it's uh, yes. Yeah. So he here's the thing: he's not better than Harrison Barnes, and he's not better than Jeremy Grant. And so because of that, you're not going to get them for that guy straight up. So I don't think there's anything that exists, and I don't feel good sending a 2027 first round pick. I mean, good lord. I mean, like I just it, I don't think those things happen. But I think the thing that makes me n- most nervous is not the end of the bench guys. It's not like so much of my concern with what happened last year goes like there's, there's different facets to it, but the biggest concern I have was the fact that someone in that main rotation, the top eight, the top nine, there was, there wasn't enough dogs there to stop what happened. Okay. Like I've said it countless times, but they, they were good enough to get up 25 and they blew it. So they were good enough to get up. So where's the dude who can stop that? And so, I, that, that, that's my biggest concern is like between the years it's still that's still my biggest concern I think on paper talent wise the Jazz have, have a they have a, they have enough talent to stack up with anyone in the NBA but I just don't know what happens between the years all right so like, um, uh, I, just, I just don't know and, that, and that's the, that, that's the probably the biggest reason I would be an advocate for a move within a, you know a starting level caliber move if you can make it I don't know what exists but that's why I would make it not because you're necessarily getting a massive upgrade I mean Harrison Barnes is better than bogey but it's not like it's a uh, you know, some some all-star, uh, just some real terrible one-sided trade, right? right but right. It, but is a guy who's got some championship experience and maybe have the ability when things get tight to go Joe Johnson, right? And just, just handle shit when those guys weren't ready for it. I mean, the most clutch moments we've had in the playoffs go back to Joe Johnson, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, because uh, he was the guy who could do it. Logan, no. so we've seen them. So let's think about that playoffs with the Clippers, right? Let's say that, you know, Donovan and Micro out there. So those are two out there. You're probably not taking Rudy Gobert off the floor, right? And your other plus defender is, is, is Royce O'Neal. Um, with this roster, with this construction, um, uh, do you put Boyan out? Like, you know, say, say you're trying to stop that run. You're, you know, it's the fourth quarter. You're, you're holding on to the lead. Um, is this a spot where you think Rudy Gay comes in instead of Boyan? I think so. I mean, it depends on what Bogey's doing that day, but I mean, I think that Rudy Gay, someone has to enter the conversation at that point. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I'm just like thinking about that game where I'm trying to remember, like, okay, that they're up 25. Now they're up like, you know, 17. They're 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 down. You know, they're up to they're up 11. At, at some point, like they had to do something. Like it was just, what was frustrating about the, frustrating about that game is that the Clippers were just you know it's like when you play Madden and you just run the same play over and over and over again because they can't stop yeah. it. Um, and yeah. the Jazz weren't stopping it. And it's just like, all right. And thinking back to it, it's like, you know, like, all right, what could they have done? And they probably didn't have a lot of talented guys they could have put out there um, to stop it. Um, but this year it feels like, okay, so Rudy Gay is a different piece. Um, and we hope that his defense is enough to stop it. Um, again, it comes down to our, you know, is, is the coaching staff willing to make that make that move in, in the all-important part? And if that's enough or if the Jazz need to go get somebody else, because um, I think people have said, you know, uh, last couple of weeks that Rudy Gay's play has made Boyan more expendable. Perhaps. And I've also seen, too, that he's going to start taking more minutes away, as we kind of predicted earlier in the year. Right? He's going to start pulling from other places and get close to that 25-per-minute game. I, I, I don't know. I just there's, there's a lot of things that, you know, I guess it's, it's natural to revisit the Clippers meltdown after playing the Clippers tonight, but it's just that there's so many things in what you're saying, which is just, you know, I think in my mind, at least reinforcing my point, I guess because I'm a narcissist, but um, like there was no one who could figure out how to stop Terrence Mann and Reggie Jackson. 
Like, do you understand what, what we're saying? Like, I don't give a shit who it is. I mean, that, that that's the thing is like, it's, I, I was thinking about taking a figure to come up and like, what, maybe, maybe just, you know, again, where's the dude who's just going to put a stop to and say, Hey, hell no, we're up 25. And not only were, were they up 25, they ended up losing by like 20 or something. Right. Yeah. Like, it was just... some, it was some really bad 40 point swing and just, to let that happen, I know. I know now the, the the hot rumor is everyone in the Jazz is injured now too. So, I guess that is what it is. But again, they were healthy enough to get up twenty five. Yeah, well, you, I, 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 guess, I guess more and more, more and more of my rage just has to go, or not rage, but more and more of my question just has to go back to. I mean, I guess maybe Quinn. I don't know. I don't know where to point the finger at anymore because none of it makes any goddamn sense. Danny Ainge. Um, um, yeah, it, Danny Ainge was lurking in the rafters. All right. Well, then uh, we, we Dale Demps, I think he's still on the team, right? <laughs> Dale Demps is on the team. So we um uh, we 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 got some Danny Ainge slander in there. Uh, we tried to make cases that it might be a good uh, a good move there. We talked about Hassan Whiteside and you know, who made Edwards. a case that it was a good move? You? <laughs> I did. I tried oh, to at least put. Oh, you're the examples. only one who would say that. I, I yeah, you know. And He's, then uh, we uh, we brought the rage back. Um, uh, even though we, the Jazz beat the Clippers today, we had to remind everybody the Clippers uh, beat the Jazz four two in the playoffs last year. Um, uh, it, basically a sweep. Uh, so now with all that being said, uh, how's Marnay doing? Is she is she in the produce section right now? I don't know. I haven't talked to her in a while. Oh, um, that's sad. Yeah. Um, is there anybody else going to put in the, in the produce section? Oh, you want me? To, you want me to talk about people? Hold on, I gotta pull up my notes here. <laughs> um, yeah, Mister Mister McMillan eighty seven uh, tweeted at me the other night and said the Jazz offense right now, and he tweeted at me my infamous uh, America, yeah, America Eagle boner erection. <laughs> and so I, I appreciated seeing that. It was in the Wizards game. Um. And then uh, I was going to shout out Dallas. Is it, is it Dallas Amaker 24? We talked about him a few times out here before, but, you know, it was after the one game. He was just out there doing the Lord's work when it came to building the jazz community. I mean, my, my God, the man tagged everyone in jazz Twitter uh, for some for some new fellow to, to Twitter. So it was kind of, uh, yeah, you know, it, 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 as much as it, it drives us crazy, it is a cool community. So it was, it was cool to see him go out there and, and find everyone under the sun. So. I don't have a lot of stuff. I mean, maybe if more people tell me I'm wonderful and beautiful and fantastic, then I'll have more to say. <laughs> Has nothing at all to do with anything at all, but I feel it's very important. Uh, you know, Garrett, you know, Hadley, I saw him uh, tweet out a picture. I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but on Netflix, Kevin James is going to be in a movie as Sean Payton. Oh, yeah. Um, I, saw, I just and, saw and, and it said, and like the, the, the headline said, you know, trans- uh, unbelievable transformation. And, you know, G hit it out of the park. He says, this looks just like Paul Blart. Like, it looks just like Kevin James. So, like, <laughs> first of all, you're wrong. But even more than that, like, I've always thought Sean Payton was a decently looking guy. Like, he was I, – I, I would never think Kevin James, right? Like, if, if, if someone was playing my life story, it could be Kevin James. I get that. But, like, they could have got, like, Brad Pitt, right? Like, you could, you, could, you could pass Brad Pitt off for Sean Payton. But what do you think if you're Sean Payton? They're like, yeah, we're going to do a movie about you. It's going to be on Netflix. Oh, that kind of sucks. Um, but we're going to also get Kevin James to play you. I'd be like, fuck no. Like, it's, Den- it's Denzel or nothing. Like, did did, did uh, Adam Sandler produce this movie? It sounds like some Adam Sandler bullshit now that you say it. <laughs> oh, all, all I know is that DJ Honeypaws has not been the same since we saw that last night. She's <laughs> been very upset. Um, and I don't blame her because that's some bullshit. Like, who does that? Like, you don't do that, right? Like, no. Oh, no. shut up. 
Oh, shout out to the new guy on Twitter, uh, Jamie Protein. Cool dude, man. Enjoy oh. talking. Enjoy talking. Oh, is, that, is that is that the guy? I think he might be the Welcome. guy. He might be the he's guy. guy. That got he's the, the guy. He's the, he's the guy that got a giant jazz Twitter gangbang going for like three days. Yeah, yeah. That's I, was getting, they... I was getting I was getting notifications on that. That's the one I'm talking about. Dallas. He was Dallas organized the gangbang. Um, <laughs> and it's. Shout out to Punk I underscore. Know, I, don't, I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's going to want to claim that. Like, <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Like a shout out is kind of like I don't know if it's a badge of honor anymore. And like like Jared last week tags Mark and Travis, and they say, "Well, I don't know if you're ta- if you're shouting us out or calling us out." And I was like, "Okay, goddamn it!" <laughs> shout out to um, uh, Punk 03 for saying Logan is the best part of this pod. Um, well, she can't. She can't be trusted. She's been very sick for like a couple of weeks, so I think she might be a little bit. She might be a little bit. She might be just not in her right mind. Poor, so poor Melissa. That's fine. Um, that's right. I'm gonna. T- doesn't mean I'm not gonna screenshot and keep it forever. But <laughs> when she when she comes to and realizes that she was wrong, and I'll be like, all right, what about this? I said what I said. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, let's see. There's anybody else that we need to? Uh, oh, shout out to Charles Barkley who um, uh, gave the Jazz a kiss of death. So. That's and cool. if you didn't quote, if you didn't quote tweet that soundbite, you're not really a jazz fan. <laughs> yeah, that's why you obligatory like obligatory jazz fan. Yeah. well, because like seriously, it was so funny to go through there and watch every single person quote tweet. Like sometimes it just takes fire, and like there was multiple, there was multiple times I logged on the Twitter and it was literally quote tweets five in a row of Charles, <laughs> Charles doing it, but which is the which, which is normally the kiss of death. But it goes back to what we said last year when everyone. Everyone was trying to pass on the Charles hate because they hated Shaq so much. Like they let Shaq's big giant shits on the Jazz like smear over to, to Charles and win. We were like, no, like Charles has always loved the Jazz. Like you're crazy. And then here we are again. We get it. Here we, we love go the again. Jazz. So don't don't let don't don't let Kazam stank ass shit. <laughs> Papa John's double decker only seventeen pounds of how is giant, having giant giant Dookie feel paint your your love for Chuck. How is it having uh, Shaq speak to you in your home? How is that doing? Uh, it's it was, it's not as good as you thought it was because Shaq can't do everything. It's like a very select set of things he can do. He can't. He's not completely Alexa. So Damn. I thought he I thought he was gonna be like Alexa all the time, but he's only got like so many features. Like if it gets too complicated, he says, let me get some help with that, and yeah. he gets Alexa to come in and do his dirty work, just like Kobe no, did back no. in the day. Yeah, <laughs> just, like just like Kobe and Dwayne Wade did. Oh shit. <laughs> Um, uh, shout out to which Dr. Is, which Squatch. Which is funny because growing up, I was on the other side of that argument, just, just for the record, in right. full disclosure. Um, Dragon Squatch, I'm a proud user of Dr. Squatch. I'm, I believe they do shower stuff. Dr. Squatch, give us money. Um, it's a perfect... I don't, perf- I don't, I don't shower. It's a perfect <laughs> sponsorship for you, and we can't get them on this pod, and it makes me mad. It is. I've got an important question to ask you guys. There was a thing that was going around on, on TikTok for a while. When you guys get in the shower, do you wash your legs? Uh, I do now, yes. Um, uh, I okay, probably so you know you, you know what I'm talking about. Then there was a, there was definitely the big thing that guys just when they got out of the shower they didn't soak their legs they just let everything run down and I was shocked by that. I didn't yeah. realize that was a thing. Legs. So yeah, like yeah. So now I, I make sure to you know because the thing is that like you know I I have a bad back so you you got to like put your legs up and you know it's a little feminine but. You know, you gotta get, apparently got to get those legs clean. I didn't know that was a big deal. Dude, it's definitely the most terrifying part of the day when you put all that trust in one slippery foot as uh-huh. you try to hoist your leg up onto the edge of that small yeah. sliver of bathtub. Because you, you can't bend it's your back. That. Yeah, that, that's bad. Yeah, you, know, no, you, so. you can't. You'll get, you'll get watershed the old, the old b-hole. Well, no, that, but, that's uh, also good. You should you should be doing that on a daily as well. So, 
Speaking uh, of water in the butthole, do you guys ever just, are you ever on the toilet and you give it one wipe and you're like, nope, you just take your pants off and hop in the shower? Because you're like, there's just, there's not enough toilet paper in the world to make this right? <laughs> yeah, or is, you, that just a me, is that just a me situation? Have you, have you tried wet wipes? Have... You got to go wet the dry. No, man, I just get straight in the shower. Nothing's as good as that. I mean, I, you guys know, it's like a Brillo pad in my ass crack. So Somebody get, somebody like... get, somebody get um, uh, the squasher um, uh, a bidet. Yeah, I mean the best the best way I described it was to Danielle. Danielle is EJ a Nelson or a Nelson? You know EJ, we grew up as Nelson. He's a Nelson, right? <laughs> yes. Anyways, his, his 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 wife Danielle one time asked me about it, and I think the way I described it was like imagine trying to wipe if, if just imagine your kid shitting on the floor on your carpet and smearing it in, and all you have is a napkin to try to wipe it up. That's what it, that's what it's like for me. So yeah, you, need, you need a better diet. Sometimes you. Well, no, it's it's not all the time. It's like a quarterly situation here. It's not like it's every day. And, but... and um, uh, what and what soap do you use when um uh, you have just so much shit? Doctor Squatch. Doctor Squatch no, will get that just, shit right out. Doctor Squatch gives us money. Just basic Dove. Just basic Dove in my calloused hands. Shit, Dove. Dove give us money too. Either or. I don't care. Somebody give us money is what I want. As, as, as well, last, I what, last question: Do you guys go just straight bar of soap on the body, or are you like wash rag or uh, what are those little? I'm a loofah guy. I'm a loofah guy. guy. I'm a yeah, I, guy. I was going to be surprised if you weren't a loofah guy. Yeah. I'm, that, that doesn't surprise me. What about you, Jared? Do you just go straight bar? Or are you a loofah guy, uh, too? Well, I guess I, I can alternate. I, I do have a wash rag I use on occasion. Uh, I, see, look, we've got, we got the Holy Trinity here. We've got a wash rag guy. We've got a loofah boy. And then we've got just a bare hand of it, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean. Honestly, though, I do use the straight bar sometimes. Cause... I use the straight bar all the time. The rag freaks me out. But... Interesting. Interesting. I mean, that's... I, but yeah, if you, if, you were, if you were getting my shower, I wouldn't, you know, bring your own bar of soap is what I'm saying. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> you to wash those rags. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but soap, is, is soap self-cleaning? What? What does that mean? Like, I mean, like, it's soap, right? Like, it's clean. Like, like doesn't it clean itself? Soap. It's yeah. always clean. It's always clean. It's soap. Yeah, so I mean, this is like the the Joey Friends question or whatever. Yeah, like I mean, no, I mean, I know when when I, when I get in, I give it a good circular ladder and get all of the whatever's on the top surface off. If that's what you're asking. Think about the last place I washed and the first place you washed. Yeah, so yeah. No, I, I definitely, I, def- I definitely give it the good spin to get that layer off that recently just touched the touched the naughty parts, <laughs> the toes. I, I have a special method. I go like I go. You know, I go I go balls, crack, and toes because those are the dirtiest parts, and I give it a good lather, and then get the rest of the body. You know, because I don't want good. the same. Yeah, yeah you got yeah, so to. I go. I have to bend over twice in the shower to get it. And, so you got to go back and get the legs later. Yeah, clean, clean legs. How clean, did clean, we? How did we get here? Doctor Squatch. Yeah, oh, that's right. Doctor Squatch and then poop. We we always we always somehow find I our way back. I told you to guys poop. I want to go. I want to talk Fiki tonight, and I wasn't lying. Yeah, and we did it. We did it for everybody. Um, all right. Well, um, uh, shout out to everybody again. Hey, the Jazz are winners of eight straight. They they avenged their loss to the Clippers. Um, yeah. Spider Man Far From Home um, uh, will be out soon. Tomorrow. Um, yeah, uh, or whenever people listen to this. Um, Donovan Mitchell is or is not in that movie. We're, we don't know. It's we'll like find a, out. Like a yeah, brilliant, no, no brilliant marketing ploy. Yeah. No it's a brilliant marketing employer, right? Yeah. yeah. Evidently, I was. Evidently, I did cause some problems by letting the James Bond shit out of the bag. That's the, <laughs> that's the closest to, that Mark ever came to slapping me. Yeah. Like he was very upset that I. I really never thought that would happen. You, so, when you threw it out there, I was, I was like, whoa, uh, we're going this way. Well, dude, I <laughs> yeah. didn't know that anyone watched James Bond, or like I figured that anyone that was that diehard into James Bond, like would have saw it already. But I guess if you're yep. living in California and you're still living, you're right. I, I blame Mark more than anything else. So. 
Yeah, I, I, he got he got like four minutes into the pod and just he scolded me. I wasn't used to being in that that side of him. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, that was a good pod, guys. Thanks. Um, uh, we'll catch you guys later. Mm-hmm.